Hello and welcome to the 1 106 of a second photography podcast. In this episode today we're going to talk about the iPhone 11 and the Canon EOS 90D. They've both been announced and teased and we're just going to talk about them from a photography point of view. So the iPhone 11 has two or three lenses which to me isn't anything remarkable from a phone point of view but it's probably quite remarkable from an iPhone point of view. The thing that really interests me is the three lenses on the iPhone 11 Pro. And it's almost implied that the Pro could be used by a professional. It has a two-time telephoto lens. I don't think a professional photographer would use that. And certainly you're going to get more versatility with that camera than standard iPhone with two lenses because you have ultra-wide, wide and telephoto. Your telephoto probably is going to be close to a 50 millimeter equivalent in full frame terms than anything else but I'm not sure it makes it pro from a photography point of view I think potentially from a videography point of view the camera that you're getting in the iPhone 11 Pro is probably the best video recording camera ever on a smartphone and potentially that's true for the stills capture the difference between using a mobile phone for recording video and recording from say a camera has never been too different but the difference between taking still images is drastically different so on my iphone which is an iphone 6s i can record 4k i can record up to 120 frames per second and i can do that on other cameras and the 4k is probably fairly comparable and the 1080 is probably fairly comparable to what you see on other cameras you're not going to get a shallow depth of field but in terms of recording video it, it's probably fairly comparable and particularly on a more modern iPhone, apart from the shallow depth of field and the low light performance, in good light outdoors, when you probably want a high aperture, there probably isn't a great deal to tell them apart, to be honest. While it's closer to a professional solution for videography, I'm not sure it is for stills. In terms of everyday snaps, looking at all the data and the footage that I've been able to view and obtain, it looks like the low light footage is quite good. This night mode is quite good. The shallow, the sort of portrait mode should be better, and it should be better because it's using two lenses rather than one lens and software. So it does look good, and it does sort of fake looking like a professional camera, but it isn't a professional camera. You can't use it with off-camera flash. It's not so good at doing things like long exposures. You don't have the versatility. You don't have the ruggedness. And also, it's a pain taking a picture with your smartphone you've got to hold it in one hand and press a button on the screen you have tactile functions on a camera you hold it up to your eye and you press a button and it's designed to be held in your hand a smartphone isn't designed to be held for taking pictures it's designed to be held for taking calls so as good as the smartphone is as good as the iphone 11 is there isn't a great deal that separates it and when you do videography with a smartphone you tend to put it in a gimbal or you tend to have it on a tripod and when you do videography, you're always looking at the back of a screen anyway. So there isn't a huge, I don't see such a big leap there. I see the leap between, the leap for stills is big, but the leap for videography is smaller. And recently I've been experimenting with using Filmic Pro on my mobile and filming that way. And I am quite getting into mobile filmmaking on the smartphone. I have other cameras, they do different things, things work differently, but your smartphone is another photographic and videography tool, but it is better suited for videography rather than stills. It's the camera you always have with you, if you wanted telephoto, you could have your smartphone and you could have a moment lens, for example. So the moment gives a 58 millimeter field of view. A telephoto lens built into the iPhone would do that as well. I'm guessing it's more about convenience. Having one thing without having to bolt things on is much more convenient 
you can't leave it at home it's there it's always with you so would i get the pro version of the iphone well i have a confession to make i've always had iphones that's not quite true i had an android phone and i hated it it was dreadful bought it off a friend and i, I soon sold it and got rid of it and i bought an iphone and i've stuck with iphone ever since and I, I like iphone i have ipad i have quite a lot in the apple ecosystem so i'm probably not going to move away from iphone I did hate android interestingly i've never bought a brand new smartphone i've always bought a used one so i'm always quite happy when a new camera comes out because it means the one i may upgrade to a couple of generations i will drop in price so i've always bought a used one so would i buy the new iphone 11 pro no would i buy the new iphone 11 probably not because it's a lot of money and it's not as much as canon eos 90d but it's a lot of money and i don't need it i have a phone it works very well if that phone were to break ah, oh, that's a different matter if i drop my phone down a drain or something then yes i really might consider an iphone 11 but not because of its photography abilities and its videography abilities because i would be future proof for several years it's got high-end a13 processor in i'd have a good five years of using it before it became obsolete at least and i could do some some good stuff on it but i wouldn't be buying it for the videography and photography aspect so let's talk about the 90d the canon 80d was a hugely successful camera for canon the 90d is the obviously the next iteration it's it's a strange one the 90d and the 80d and i have the 200d which is a cheaper version of that camera essentially now interestingly i've worked out the 200d it's the last canon sc1 to do 24 frames per second so i'm really quite chuffed i got that before they removed the 24 frames per second for videography but the 90d is more ruggedly built it's bigger than your entry-level aps-c it does 4k filming it does i think 10 frames per second but you have to use live view to get accurate focusing it's got a new sensor it's got 32 megapixel sensor it's got 45 af points see i've only got the diamond in the middle on my cameras so it is a good camera and it's around a thousand pounds in terms of the change from the 80d to the 90d you get more resolution i think the dynamic range is approximately the same but this is the quandary that i have with the 90d use it with live view and it's a mirrorless camera essentially and it works really well i find this with my 200d more and more i'm using live view to compose and take my images if i want to get low on the floor or want to do a, a shot from a different angle i use live view there's no way i'm lying down on the floor putting my eye to the optical viewfinder now i'll just flip the screen out use live view touch where i want it to focus and the picture's taken and i've got a really interesting angle and it's almost like the mirrorless aspect has overtaken the slr aspect from what i've seen you get quicker continuous shooting and the accuracy is more improved in terms of autofocus in that continuous shooting if you use the live view mode so that means you've got essentially a mirrorless camera with an optical viewfinder in an slr body now slrs are very tried and tested they're very good they're very good at photography they've always worked it's a unchanged design for many many years but they are becoming more mirrorless now canon has the eos r and the eos rp out as well and they're full frame cameras and they're fully mirrorless and there's new lenses for the rf mount so then i do wonder whether the 90d is going to be the last true slr from canon is it the last one that's going to come out it functions very well as an slr from what i've seen and it functions very well in the other things it does it's got a headphone jack it's got 
a mic input it's got all those things you would expect from a high-end camera even though it's an enthusiast camera but for around the price you could get an eos rp so what should you do should you go for the fully mirrorless option or should you go for the canon 90d which is somewhere between a conventional slr and a mirrorless camera one thing to note really is if you pick the 90d you will be on the ef mount and efs mount now there's loads of lenses you can get for that but you're not really future proofing yourself if you went for the rp around the same price or splashed out for the eos r you would get access to the new lenses and you can still use the old lenses via an adapter so you are future proofing yourself you are getting a lighter body but i don't know whether it will match the 90d for continuous shooting and frames per second i don't know if it will match it in terms of resolution i don't know how they compare side on side against side to side against each other the way to tell would be well to use them or to go over to dxomark.com and use them comparing the same lens and how they output and their level of sharpness and their sensor readings and their perceived megapixel sharpness for the same lens but i haven't done that um so i can't comment on it but i can advise you where to go that i haven't done that because i'm not going to buy a new camera i'm pretty happy with my 200d i'm pretty happy with my classic 5d and the other cameras i own I, i'm not in the market for another slr but i do find it interesting where canon is going and i probably wouldn't move away from canon if i was going to buy a new slr or a new camera I probably stick with stick with them because I've invested in their lenses and flash systems and other things and I wouldn't want to move away from them so there's a bit of a quandary there and again if you're paying approximately a thousand pound for an APS-C camera you could probably get a full frame for not much more that's a couple of years old but I would say which one to get or what decision to make depends on your style of shooting really do you need a rugged camera do you need an everyday camera is wildlife your preferred thing if wildlife is your preferred thing then an APS-C body is quite good because you've got that additional crop which means you've got that additional zoom on your longer lenses well on all lenses to be honest so there's no easy answer it's always compromises there's the compromise of price use case future proofing etc you might be fed up with canon and might be moving away from them i am not so two new announcements there that i briefly talked about that briefly cost the same roughly cost the same amount of money if you've got the iphone pro and you've got the eos 90 they're going to be roughly the same amount of money two completely different use cases for them though yes both record stills and yes both record video but only one can use apps and only one can make phone calls and send text messages and check your email on so it's it's an interesting choice and i look forward to seeing how well each of those devices does in terms of sales reviews and other things but do let me know what you think is this something for you are you fed up with canon would you be interested in the 90d would you go somewhere else if you wanted 4k footage would you go to a different manufacturer or would you stick with canon because you've already invested in their lenses do let me know thank you goodbye